Welcome to Site Selection Matters, where we take a close look at the art and science of site selection decision making. I'm your host, Rick Weddle, president of the Site Selectors Guild. In each episode, we introduce you to leaders in the world of corporate site selection and economic development. We speak with members of the Site Selectors Guild, our economic development partners, and corporate decision makers to provide you with deep insight into the best and next practices in our profession. In this episode, we have as our guest, Andrew Dye, Vice President of Strategy for Jobs Ohio, the lead statewide agency for economic development and job growth in Ohio. Today, Andrew will talk with us about the role talent plays in fueling business opportunities and innovation across the state of Ohio. Please join me as we welcome Andrew Dye to Site Selection Matters. Andrew, your title is Vice President of Strategy for Jobs Ohio. What an interesting role that describes. Take a minute or two, if you will, tell our listeners a little bit about exactly what Jobs Ohio is, maybe what it does. Well, Rick, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Jobs Ohio is Ohio's private economic development corporation. And like the Site Selectors Guild, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary this year. Relative to other state economic development organizations, we're unique in a number of ways, but let me highlight three. First, our private structure. We're a private nonprofit with a team of industry experts that support businesses with their growth projects. Uh, That allows us to keep information confidential until uh, the point of announcement. Second, we have a stable funding source. Back in 2013, a 25-year franchise of the state's liquor enterprise was executed that provides us stable funding through ups and downs. And third, uh, we have statewide coverage. Jobs Ohio operates with six regional partners, uh, Team Northeast Ohio, One Columbus, Ready Cincinnati, the Dayton Development Coalition, Regional Growth Partnership Northwest Ohio, and Ohio Southeast. We were proud that Cincinnati was the host of the Site Selectors Guild uh, annual conference in 2018 and hope you'll continue to keep an eye on uh, the exciting developments in Ohio. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thanks uh, for sharing that background on Jobs Ohio. I think, boy, you got my attention when you said stable funding source. You know, I think that speaks to the leadership of the state of Ohio to have an understanding that economic development works best when you can kind of find a line and work it and stay on top of it. So congratulations to you and the leadership of the state of Ohio for hanging there for 10 years with that uh, stable funding source. I'm sure your partners really appreciate that too. Well, ultimately all projects are local. And so, you know, we think they're the three parts, you know, Jobs Ohio, our regional partner and our local communities. And ultimately this is always about solving a client opportunity or problem, you know, talent solutions, real estate solutions, and we look forward to you know continuing to serve clients uh, this year and beyond. Let me follow up on that. Uh, you mentioned talent. One of the most important elements of uh, business investment and site selection decisions really is talent or talent related. How does Ohio stand or compare today on the issue of talent? What are you doing or going to do specifically to build on your talent base and create the jobs of the future? Well, two years ago, our CEO, JP Nassif, uh, helped launch a new uh, state economic development strategy that was bold, that was focused on both winning now and winning in the future. Uh, We want to lead the Midwest in economic growth. And obviously, investing in talent is critical to achieving that aspiration. So the way I like to explain it, Rick, is that we have a full spectrum talent and workforce strategy. Break it into maybe four parts, offense, 
defense, stability, and support. In terms of offense, you know, we're always looking to attract talent from out of state. Uh, there are many uh, boomerangs out there, people with a tie to Ohio or are living elsewhere who can be attracted back. Last year, we launched a platform called Finder Ohio. And on there, we're driving a, a high volume of resume submissions. So if you're a software engineer or a data analyst sitting somewhere uh, on the coast looking to move back, that's a platform that helps you get connected quickly. On defense, I would say that that's us working with our universities, our community colleges, vocational schools, and other institutions to make sure that we're communicating all the exciting things happening from a career perspective in the state. Uh, we want to retain more talent. Stability, we want to help expanding companies in the state do so sta in a stable way. Um, that's where our talent services program is critical. So we can kind of be a one-stop shop for expanding companies in the state through our talent services program. Uh, we, we serve up to 60 uh, projects per year through that. And then the last, I call it support. Um, the state continues to operate a, a web-based clearinghouse that matches companies and workers in the labor market. It's called Ohio Means Jobs. And during the pandemic, uh, Jobs Ohio wanted to uh, help workers who've been displaced reskill and restart their careers. And under the leadership of Christy Klaus, who runs our talent uh, business, we launched Ohio to Work, and that's focused on displaced workers. So it's that framework of offense, defense, stability, and support. Andrew, that's uh, I've talked to a lot of people about uh, economic development, and they'll all focus on talent, but you've you had one of the more comprehensive uh, commentaries there going through those four points, offense, defense, stability, and support. Um, I have to believe that that's beginning to really pay off for you. Well, whether it's um, an existing Ohio business expanding or it's a reshoring deal or FDI, you know, any type of project, th this is issue number one. And we're putting our you know, investments into new programs and services. Uh, we want to continue to grow uh, our impact in this area. But, you know, coming out of the pandemic, this clearly was issue one and, that is, and still we expect it to be. It's always it's always about the people and always about talent. Andrew, everyone, nearly everybody knows about how important Ohio has been to job creation in the country, the role it's played decade after decade after decade. What do you see now and what does your leadership see really are the jobs of the future for the state of Ohio? So our strategy is focused on 10 industries. Digital transformation and technology is clearly a key theme across all those industries. Let me just maybe double click on two ways there. One is, you know, we're still the third largest manufacturing state. And we say we have a 3A strategy, additive, automation, advanced materials. We see a lot of job opportunities in these areas. Uh, on the services side, uh, continue to see double digit growth in both healthcare and information technology. So no matter which of the 10 industries we're working on, we do see that digital transformation theme across all. Very, very interesting. Let's dive a little deeper, if we can, about Ohio and business investment. Do you have some examples, perhaps, uh, of major investments, technology investments that have been made or getting underway that are really interesting for our listeners? Sure. So in our you know, project business, uh, you know, Ultium Cells, the battery cell plant in Northeast Ohio has gotten a lot of attention. That was over $2 billion. First Solar is uh, deploying a $900 million investment in Perrysburg near Toledo. Andalyn Biosciences, that's a gene therapy company in, in Columbus. Uh, I could go on and on, but th those are you know, economic development projects that will have long-lasting impacts. While we're 
continuing to execute those, we're also trying to make some longer term bets. And that that's where I would mention our innovation district initiative, Rick. Tell me a little bit about that. So in the past 12 months, effectively, we've announced three new innovation districts in the state. First was the Cincinnati Innovation District, which partnered up with University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, uh, and many others. This year in 2021, we've announced the Cleveland Innovation District and the Columbus Innovation District. A total, uh, when you add those three up, uh, we're talking about $6 billion of investment, uh, up to $300 million from Jobs Ohio, and uh, about $6 billion from private and institutional sources. So there are kind of three parts to these initiatives. There's the talent part, there's the research part, and then there's the real estate component. So five, 10 years from now, we think these investments will pay off. So can you unpack that a little bit more? You said talent, research, and real estate. So these districts are actually physical areas in which these investments are being made. Is that right? That's right. So in Columbus, it's on the West Campus of Ohio State University. In Cleveland, it's in close proximity to the Cleveland Clinic and Case Western Reserve. And by harnessing the power of these anchor institutions, uh, we're looking to do more business development with them and around them to lift these areas. Boy, it sounds like you're getting everybody on the same page and putting a shoulder to the wheel and working uh, together. That's really great. Uh, congratulations to you in that point. You say this is a long term, so you're so it's really uh, an investment with uh, a ten-year horizon you're looking at to try to see if you can really make um, kind of grow your own strategy over time. That's right. We will be, you know, like any project, doing a one-year checkpoint each year. But these are sort of longer five, ten-year bets that we think bodes well when you look at what's happening in IT, what's happening in healthcare, uh, and uh, what's happening in, in digital futures generally. You know, Andrew, I'd like to go back. We really can't talk about talent without talking about people. And you had talked earlier about, you know, touched a little bit on, you know, working to identify and help uh, bring people back to Ohio who had moved away. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, where you see people moving from, where they're moving to, why, and what's Ohio and Midwestern states doing to really attract and retain and grow the talented workers from the coast or other parts of the country? Rick, you said it well. Many people are moving currently, in some cases sort of fleeing the coast, uh, both businesses and people. And, you know, we have have efforts underway to make sure companies are aware of Ohio and our value proposition. You may have seen our new campaign, it's called Ohio is for Leaders. Uh, and uh, there we're, we're you know, in New York City and Chicago and LA and, and San Francisco, we're making sure that our message is getting out in terms of what we have to offer. And as I mentioned previously, we are continuing to operate the Find Your Ohio uh, platform uh, that, that allows people to uh, search for job opportunities here in a very uh, streamlined way. So in this, um, I was just watching the news the other day and they're talking about how the talent market is tight and how there's a lot of jobs that are open and not being filled. So how does this finder program work to, to really help someone who either has lived in Ohio or might be interested in living in Ohio and wants to take a look at an opportunity? So on Finder Ohio, for example, there's a series of in-demand jobs and depending on your skill set, you kind of click get started, whether you're a software engineer or data analyst, and you can submit your resume. And we connect that with uh, businesses that are looking and try to grow the, the talent pool that 
they're recruiting in. So it's, it's in its second year now, and we're looking to continue to scale efforts like this to uh, support our economic development. Seems to me that that also would kind of keep in your pulse, you know, finger on the pulse, if you will, of the job demand there also helps people find jobs that are already in Ohio to stay in Ohio. That's right. Uh, it, you know, our, our normal website, jobsohio.com, is, is our front door. We, we can see a lot of data and where companies have interest. The same goes with Find Your Ohio. People vote with their clicks and uh, you can kind of monitor demand real time. Let me switch gears with you a little bit, just uh, kind of, if you could take your crystal ball and look in it right now and see, what do you see on the horizon for Ohio in terms of economic growth and development over, as we come out of this pandemic, which has been tough on all of us, what's your crystal ball show for the, for the state? We're building towards an inclusive, diversified economy. And um, we've always had one of the more diverse state economies in the country across services and manufacturing but we've put special emphasis on inclusion and getting all six regions growing in a positive way. So I think you're going to see a more resilient economy. You're going to see a more inclusive economy. And throughout this summer and beyond, I, I do think reshoring uh, is, is a real opportunity for states like Ohio, because you know we're going to promote open, secure supply chains. And where we are in the country, there's a lot of logistical benefits to Ohio that I think we'll see that theme strengthen over time. And we're learning that those supply chains are being realigned as we speak. And, and places that have been uh, manufacturing production centers like Ohio have a, a lot of opportunity yet to be realized as those supply chains are realigned over the, over the coming years. Rick, in February, we launched a study with Heartland Forward. So it's not just Ohio, but it's all 20 sort of states in the Midwest to highlight reshoring. And, and we again, we, we obviously would like to do as many of those projects within our own borders, but we funded the study and it sort of benefited the whole Midwest uh, because we think the Midwest writ large uh, can be a, a national resource uh, for the country. It's kind of a collective strength by pulling everything together. How did you pull all that group together, that, uh, that big group? I mean, sometimes it's hard to get two people to agree in economic development, but to pull multiple states together, that's a seems to me to be a really smart idea. Well, credit credit to Heartland Forward in, in Bentonville, Arkansas. They um, published the report and, and promoted it. So uh, I'll, I'll give the credit to them. That's great. That's great. Andrew, you've really given us a lot to think about uh, today. Uh, I think we could keep this conversation going for uh, uh, quite a while, but that's really all the time that we have. So let me pause to say thanks to Andrew Dye for talking with us today on this episode of Site Selection Matters. Thank you, Rick. I look forward to seeing you and many of your members at the annual conference in June. Uh, thank you again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Site Selection Matters. And a special thanks today to Andrew Dye, Vice President of Strategy for Jobs Ohio, for helping us understand just what Ohio is doing to attract and grow business investment and jobs. What an informative discussion and one that leaves us with a great deal to think about. Again, I'm Rick Weddle, President of the Site Selectors Guild. This podcast episode presents my views and the views of my guests, and they do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Site Selectors Guild or its membership. We hope you'll subscribe to Site Selection Matters podcasts on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We look forward to bringing you some great discussions in the year ahead. Until next time, good day.